Why make your own mistakes when you can learn from mine? That is the whole point of this episode, Golden Girl. Today, I'm sharing my year in review for my big goal, building my business, what worked and what didn't. I'm sharing the behind the scenes of my business, but you should know that these lessons today can apply to pretty much any goal. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a professional, a work-at-home parent, artist, creative, athlete, heck, anything, these lessons are very specific to the goal of growing my business with a dash of some business wisdom that I gained that I know will help you if you are an entrepreneur. Now, you might be wondering, why am I burying my soul, my bank account, and a whole lot of vulnerability? My friend, I want you to see the good and the bad, the success and the mess behind the highlight reel. Listen in on this episode where I share both so that you can have more success for yourself and learn from the messes I made so you make 2020 your best year ever. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Well, hello there, Golden Girl. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of Golden Girl's podcast. You've probably heard the saying, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. Well, I'm up in the ante on this one. I believe that making the same mistake someone else did and not learning from their mistake is also the definition of insanity. So basically, please just don't be insane. Why make mistakes when you can learn from mine? This is the whole point of this episode, Golden Girl, and the one before it, episode number 15 too. If you haven't already, make sure you check it out. Those are the lessons from my personal life, what was good and what sure wasn't this last year. It is an episode I know you'll love if you appreciate reflections like this. And if you enjoy learning from other people's mistakes and successes, trust me, you're going to love it because I made a whole lot of both. Today, I'm sharing my year in review for my big goal, growing my business. I'm going to share with you what was good and what wasn't so good. I'm going to share with you some behind the scenes in my business, but it's important for you to hear this. These lessons, pretty much all of them, can apply to any goal. Whatever your goal is, whether it is talking about starting a triathlon or writing a screenplay or finding the love of your life, you're going to notice that when I talk about failing and focus and consistency, you can apply that to your goal regardless of what it is. The lessons apply to you and your goals too. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a professional, a creative, anything, These lessons are very specific to the goal with, like I said, a little bit of wisdom in here that I know might help you if you are an entrepreneur. Now, in case you're wondering, why do this? Why share so much? Because trust me, this feels very vulnerable for me to open up to you with this level. But I know that it's important because so often we only see the good and I want you to see the good and the bad. I want you to see the successes and the messes that are all a part of what you see as the highlight reel these days. You see, each one of us have these. We all have successes and we all have messes and both have incredible value. When we only compare though the real of our own lives and we look at only then the successes of others, we then think that we're inferior or that we're not good enough or any of that crap. I want you to listen to this episode 
and hear me share both so that you can have more successes for yourself and learn from the messes that I made. Here is the truth, and I want you to hear this right now before we even go any further. There is no success without mess. Tattoo that somewhere. (laughs) There is no success without mess. This episode is one where I really want to just have you hear from me heart to heart my real lessons. What worked? What didn't? What I'm still figuring out, and oh my goodness, I have so much, and I hope that I listen back in another year, and I'm sure that I will, and have so much more to share with you. But I really want to make sure that you can learn from the things that have worked for me and the things that haven't. One last thing, make sure that you do this for yourself and your goals, because I guarantee it, you could probably have a whole podcast episode on things that you learned too. Remember the definition of insanity? Make sure that you also learn what your mistakes were and what your successes are so you can repeat the good things and stop the bad things. So no matter how good or bad you think your year was, please take an hour this week to review your year. I've created a free guide for you that you can grab at lisamichaud.com forward slash year in review. And yes, don't you worry, I got the link in the show notes. All right, before I dish all the details on my goal and my year, here is a listener spotlight. I want to give a big shout out to Chelsea Loren. She says, genuine podcast from a genuine woman. Lisa is an incredible, genuine soul and a force to be reckoned with. The amazing goodness that she shares in the podcast is just a small reflection of the incredible work that she's bringing into the world. If you're looking for a podcast to support you in setting and smashing right through your goals, you have found the perfect fit. Thank you, Lisa. The space is so needed. Thank you, Chelsea. I truly have goosebumps and tears in my eyes reading that. Thank you so much for your super kind words and for listening and for leaving that beautiful review. And that's seriously what I really want to do here with this podcast is share some goodness and create something incredible in this world for you guys listening. I want you to know that anything is possible for you and I want to support you along the way. So thank you for hearing that in me and for really acknowledging that. That means the world to me. And I got to say, Chelsea, I love the work that you are doing too. Chelsea, you got to know, she is a boundaries queen and she's doing incredible things as well. So I'm linking to her in the show notes below. So please go check her out and give her some love too. In 2019, my big goal, my only goal, was to grow my business. Before I tell you what exactly what that was, let me say this. Okay, first of all, everybody has different ways of setting goals, and there's no one way, right way or wrong way, and I'm sure I'll talk about this in a future episode, but for me, I wanted to set a really crazy, unrealistic goal. I wanted something that would inspire me and something that would challenge me. It was, in many ways, what's called by in lots of the goal setting worlds, a 10x goal, a goal 10 times bigger than I thought I could do. So without further ado, and by the way, this is really scary to share, but I feel like I have to do it. So here we go. Let's just open up all the things. My goal is to create a million dollar a year big business. I couldn't even say that right. See, I said, <laughs> I said million dollar a year bigness because it is big. I want to create a million dollar a year business. And that's a huge goal because I really have no idea how to do that. And The bad news is I didn't hit that, but won't it be fun when I do? The good news is that that goal really challenged me and it inspired me and it made me think bigger, smarter, and more strategic than ever before. That is why I set this goal because I'd set more, quote, realistic goals in the past and it hadn't really worked for this business thing of mine. I really wanted to literally fundamentally shift the way I was thinking. And let me tell you, when I started thinking about what it was look look like to make, you know, $10,000 versus a million dollars, my yeses and nos looked pretty different. So having a massive unrealistic goal like this, it works for some and it doesn't work for others. It may work for some goals and not for others. I mean, if you say, you know, I want to lose hundred pounds in a day. That's not going to work. Or I want to walk around the world in a day. Not going to happen. Or I want to travel to every country in the world in a week. That's not going to happen. 
This is where it's really important with any goals to know your own style and what's going to challenge you and inspire you to behave the way you want to behave and to adopt the mindset and the habits to achieve the goal that you want to. Right there. That's a lesson right there that you can take away. It's okay to set really big, unrealistic goals if it feels good to you. Going bigger can be really exciting and challenging if it feels that way. Big goals can be really stifling for some and feel overwhelming and make people feel like they're not good enough. For me, this goal felt really exciting and I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna actually carry it off into the next year until I have a million dollar business and then I will be upping the ante on that. My big goal may have been a business goal, but remember all these lessons I'm gonna share can apply to anybody with any of your goals. Let me share with you what worked this year what didn't work so that I hope that it helps you with your goals too. All right, let's start with what worked. The positive. Number one, focus. Knowing what my goal was. That was so big. Oh my goodness. You guys, I started this year having pretty much no time to really do my goal. <laughs> I was doing the nap time hustle. Every time Sonoma would go to sleep, I would quickly try and work. And in the evenings, I'd be working after she went to sleep and early mornings. And I'm not a morning person, so it's a big stretch. But having no time made me really good at figuring out what I needed to do to move the needle in my business. And in fact, I did a better job of growing my business when I was doing the nap time hustle than I did when she was in full-time daycare. Like, what is that about, right? The key here is that I knew, first of all, that my focus was business. And second of all, not having a lot of time made me really good at zeroing in on exactly what I could do. I'm very guilty of wanting to do all the things. I am multi-passionate. I'm excited. I love connecting with people. I love saying yes. And I had a lot of requests that I had to say no to because I physically could not. I couldn't do a retreat. I had requests to do workshops in person and create a course and a journal and a membership and a podcast and YouTube channel and Pinterest and blah, 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 all these things. And I really had to focus in on a couple of things. Guess what? That worked. That was really good. So whatever your goal is, focus, guys. Pick one goal. Make it small. In fact, the only thing I would say, even though this worked, I would have gotten even more specific in hindsight. And this year, I'll get even more clear in terms of what are the things that I'm going to do and constantly look back. Because even a goal like growing my business, there's a lot of ways, as you can hear, that I still got distracted and could do a better job of focusing in. So that is my suggestion to you to be really clear and focus in your goal. It can change throughout the year. That's okay. And I'll, I'll talk about that more in a bit. But starting with a focus and knowing what you can actually do, game changer. You guys, you're going to love it. Well, one thing that is pretty cool is that even though I didn't hit the million dollar mark and honestly, I haven't hit the six figure mark yet, I still had the most profitable year in my business yet. I haven't pulled money out and I've definitely still got some room to grow here, but I put some really good foundational pieces in place. I was able to travel and reinvest money into my business, into the technology that I have in my community. There was lots of things that I was actually really able to do well because I focused in my business and I did create revenue and profit. So it's pretty cool. I'm very proud of that and really excited. And even though I didn't hit my full goal, I know that if I hadn't set such an audacious, crazy goal, I'd be nowhere near as successful as I was. One of the really cool successes that I had this year was being one of Vancouver Mom's top 30 bloggers. I applied on a total whim and it was really such an honor to be chosen as one of the top 30. It's very cool because it got me to meet such incredible women and share my message with more people. I got the chance to go to the award ceremony and just the networking and the connections. And I think a lot of, you know, real, honest, genuine connections with other moms was so beautiful. And I'm really grateful for that experience. I'm really grateful for that award. And it would not have happened if I hadn't just applied on a whim and made it happen. The next little piece here, something that worked really well, that actually applies to what I just said, and you can try this with any goal. I set a goal to fail 100 times this year. As I sit here recording this at the end of December, I have four more things I need to fail at in about two days to do it. So I'm going to be working on that. 
What I did is I committed to failing at least 25 times a quarter. And this has been one of the coolest things. And I know I shared this on the last episode, if you listen to that, but I wanted to share it again because having this be very specific, I think having a goal like this can be really cool in two ways. It can be really cool for your personal growth and it can be really cool specific to a goal as well. You know, this might be that you try and run just a little faster today and that you like literally try and fail. You set yourself a goal that you might fail at and that's okay. You learn to be more resilient. You learn to get out of your comfort zone. You learn to try different things. The super cool thing is that the things that were scary, if I look back at the things that were quote failures at the beginning of the year and the things that are now, it no longer scares me. Just today, I was starting to pitch to a couple different publications, and at the beginning of the year, it terrified me. I would spend hours and hours and hours and overthink and and miss out on the deadlines because I overthought it, which is a failure, by the way, and something to learn from. But today, I just did it, and I pitched twice and very quickly, and I feel like they were good, and maybe they'll work, and maybe they haven't. They won't work, but they're on my failure list, so at least I got to learn something from it. I really believe that in life, you either win or you learn, and as long as you're failing with this excitement and this curiosity and openness to what can I learn from this? There is such gold in this. So if you're open to it, and I want to challenge you, if you can't do hundred times a year, try it 25 times a year, try it 50 times, or heck, if you're way better than me, try and do it every single day for a whole year. I'm going to double this for next year because this really has been something that is so, so cool for me. It's what got me onto podcasts, got me publicity, what got me to be a Vancouver mom top blogger. It got me some amazing podcast guests that I cannot wait to share with you guys in 2020. Got them to say yes. And so that this is the thing. It got me out of my comfort zone. And my goal and your goal should be something outside of our comfort zones. And that's going to require us to do things that are outside of our comfort zones. Setting a goal like this is something that will push you. It'll create the habit. It'll create the mindset that you need to achieve the success that you want. Something else I did this year, and you guys probably, hopefully you aren't surprised to hear this, but I worked with a coach. Now I've been working with coaches for years and that's actually the whole reason I got into coaching was I realized how profound my coach changed my life in so many ways. And I was like, I want to help other people do this. I would love to do that one day. And I'm so grateful to get to do this because I see that there's a huge impact. Working with a coach this year was a stretch in terms of you know finances and time. Like I said, I had pretty much no time. So I found a way that it worked for me. I found a coach that challenges me on my mindset. She's way ahead of me, and that's really cool to see. She helps me see what's possible for me. She boosts me up. You know, I'm just so grateful because even as a coach, I really think that I've heard this before, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know who said it, but basically good coaches coach and great coaches get coached. And I believe that, you know, I can only take you guys as far as I've been. And if I am going to say, you know what, I believe that you should invest in yourself. I believe in coaching, then I better darn well do the same thing, right? If I don't invest in it, that means I don't really believe in it that much. And believe me, I do. I believe there's magic. When I invest in coaching or when you invest in coaching, we show up. There's magic there. There's such a difference. So I believe in always growing and always getting coached. And this has been something that's so helpful for me because there's been several times where I've been super stuck, like literally like, I have nothing to do. I have no idea what I'm doing. Where am I going to go? And within you know, 20 minutes of a conversation, I'm out and I've got ideas and I just snapped. And I hope that wasn't super loud for you guys because I don't know how to edit it out, but it was just magical. So working with a coach, I'm really glad that I did that. I didn't do it the year when I had Sonoma and I took some time off, but this year I got back into it and it really was phenomenal and I don't regret it. I'll be doing it again this year for sure. This one is going to sound a little bit business specific, maybe the next couple might, but I want to just bring it back to how it might work for anybody. So I'm going to talk about outsourcing. And I want to remind you that outsourcing, I'm going to talk about it specific to business, but you can apply this to any part of your life, anything that's not in direct 
you know, exactly in your desire zone, like the things that you're really good at and the things that you also enjoy doing, anything that's not there, you can outsource. So this can be in your house. This can be delegating. Heck, this can even be stop doing things or simplifying things. There's a lot of different ways to do this. I want to talk real quickly about outsourcing in my business. This is the first year I let anybody in to do anything else. Up until this year, I did everything myself and I still do 90% of it for sure. But this year I did something really cool and I used a program called Acadia. It used to be Gen M, by the way, but now it's called Acadia. And it is a online digital marketing school that has interns. And basically what you do is the interns, they're, you know, using the digital marketing courses and they're looking for internships in real businesses. So this year I hired three incredible interns at different times and they have just been so awesome. Now, this is a little bit, I got to say a couple things here. First of all, really important. I've learned that the importance of doing your due diligence with any hiring, you want to do your screening. You want to ask questions. You want to make sure that you're hiring the right people in. And I also believe that you need to be willing to be a mentor and really help out. And especially with, with Gen M or with Acadia, as it is called now, I really commit the time, I mentor, I teach these interns so that they can learn and so that they can also grow in my business as well. So if you're interested, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes there too. Sometimes Acadia has discounts and stuff. So I'll see what I can do. See if I can, if there's any kind of a deal that I can get you or anything. I'm not sure. Can't guarantee it, but check the link in the show notes for what's available right now. We'll make sure we keep it up to date. And if you want to try an intern, it, by the way, I should say it's like very affordable. I can't remember what the price is right now. It's kind of fluctuating a little bit, but between the 50 to hundred dollars a month for about 10 hours a week for three months. So very affordable. As long as you're willing to mentor, it's an awesome program. The three interns that I've had have all been incredible. I've learned a lot about streamlining my processes. I've gotten better at how I outsource. It keeps me, wow, that sounded super Canadian, at a outsource. Okay, got better at outsourcing. It kept me accountable. I realized where I was the bottleneck and how I needed to move forward to grow my business. So really, really cool. I also hired a podcast coach to help me with the intro and outro here. So that was a big thing for me. I tried to do my own and it just sucked. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get help. That was really, really powerful for me. It's something that I've never been able to, never been able to do in my business. So very cool to get to do that. Again, didn't pull any money from my business because I reinvested it to try and learn these things, to streamline my processes, to get better. Because one of the things that's really powerful for all of us to do is to think about how I can spend, how we can spend more time in our zone of genius doing things like this podcast, doing things like speaking at events and coaching my clients and students. So it's pretty cool to slowly be making that transition to focusing on the things that I love the most and leaving the other things to other experts. One of the other things I did this year, which again is going to sound like a business thing, but I promise there's applicable to everybody, creating Golden Girls Community. It was a membership program and I started it way before I was ready. Like I was not planning on doing it. I think within a couple of weeks, I turned it around, had it launched and had 30 people in it. So it was something I did way before I thought I was ready. From a personal perspective, it's been so rewarding because the women in there are just incredible. And so if you're listening in my community, I absolutely love you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for trusting me. I love it too because it still has the potential to grow. I gotta be honest, you know, I don't have it all figured out. I'm learning a lot and I probably could have spent the next like five years planning and the old me would have, but instead I just got started and so much clarity comes from taking action. No matter what your goal is, you can sit on the sidelines for years and come up with the perfect business plan or write the perfect screenplay, but until, or even, you know, create the right storyline, but until you start writing, until you start working with people, until you start actually moving your body and training for a race or whatever it is, you don't know what you don't know. 
instead of waiting five years, I actually got people in the program and I'm getting their feedback and we're celebrating their successes. So it's super cool because there's still lots to learn, but I'm doing it and I'm starting. And so this is my encouragement to you. No matter what your goal is, start before you're ready. I also have to say from a business perspective, the membership model is wonderful. It means that people are committed, which is amazing. I love that. I love that people are, they're, they're invested, they're in, they're here month after month after month. Just the level, the caliber of women that show up when they're committing month after month is different. It's incredible. And by the way, it's not like a huge amount. It's, it's less than $40 a month. So it's not a, a massive thing, but that they've got some skin in the game and that makes a difference. And that's really, really cool. There's also some predictability from the income side. And for an entrepreneur, you know, that can be a little bit stressful. And it's also reminds me of who I'm showing up for. So I know who I'm creating content for. I know what I'm serving them with. I know how I can help them. I get to know them intimately. So this has just been a real game changer, both for me personally and for my business. Okay, one more business specific one. <laughs> Launching this podcast. You guys, so much fun. I had no idea. It's been hard. I got to say that, but it's been a lot of fun. And I just really love all of your feedback. Going through this, this was, man, it took me way longer than I thought it was going to take, just like every other goal. So it was a good reminder on that too. And there were lots of ups and downs. I doubted myself. There was lots of things I had no idea how to do. And yet I still figured it out. And I even took my own advice and celebrated with a launch party, which was such a special treat for, for me and for all the, I could really thank and appreciate the people that came out to support me. So with that, I guess what I want to say about this podcast is that it's okay to try things that you have no idea how to do. And it, there are going to be ups and downs. And I will probably do an episode one day talking about all the things I learned and how messy it all was. And also to celebrate when we actually do achieve something, because so often we just go from one thing to the next or we celebrate others and not ourselves. And it's so important to, to celebrate you too. Last thing that I believe really made a difference is I got consistent. I mean, there's been a few years of my business where I've been like here and there and not really anywhere. This year I actually got consistent. I sent an email to my list almost every week, not every week, but pretty close. Just about every single week, I had a new blog or a podcast. I went live on Facebook more often. And what it is, it's so often we think it's like the big things that we do once in a while that matter. It's what you do consistently that really makes the biggest difference. I feel like I really showed up for my dreams, even on a lot of days when I did not feel like it or felt like no one cared, no one was listening, no one was reading, and no one was watching. In that time, I've learned that people do send me messages and they say, thank you, I'm watching, I care, this was great, thank you, amazing. And it just reminds me that people are watching and consistency does matter even when you don't realize it. Consistency is honestly, it matters more what you do more often than what you do only occasionally. Whatever it is that your goal is, I'm gonna invite you, I'm gonna challenge you to get more consistent than you think is possible in the next year. Whether that is you know, something that you've gotta do every single week or every single day or five days a week, whatever that is. Be consistent with what it is. It's, it's about our small habits. It's the small habits that time over time over time are what snowball to create massive results and massive impact. Show up even when you don't feel like it, even when you think no one cares, even when it's hard. Just do you and show up and do your best. Okay, I want to share something that is both business and personal and both a good and a bad because it's kind of a weird one. I talked about this in the last episode, but I wanted to just bring it up here. This year, we made a conscious decision to travel less. This is really hard for me. I am a travel lover. My goal was to travel to 30 countries before I turned 30 and I hit it. So why on earth would I possibly want to not do it? Well, here's the thing. Different goals are going to work for different seasons of life. We made the conscious decision to travel less for two reasons. One of them was so I had the time and space to work because I barely had any. And the last thing I could add more time in was packing and unpacking and traveling and all those things. The second thing is because we consciously wanted to save money. 
Let me tell you, we have built up a multi-million dollar net worth over the last several years, and that does not come without some sacrifices. And this year we we could have traveled, but it would have meant that we didn't save as much as we normally do. And we weren't preparing for our future and the financial freedom that we really value. You know, I don't have the answer for everyone. I We're still figuring it out ourselves too. And there are pros to this and there are cons to this. And I just want to say that sometimes your goals, it means making sacrifices. If you'd asked me five years ago, am I willing to sacrifice traveling for pretty much anything? I would have said no. But now my dream for this business and what I know my potential is and how I think I can really show up and serve you guys, I believe in it so much that I'm willing to say no to some of the things that I do love. And I think this is just an important lesson about all goals, whatever your goal is, there are going to be some things you have to say no to. And yeah, some of them are good things. Some of them are fun things that you may have wanted to do a couple years ago, or you may have to postpone for a few years. And this is a part of what we did. And honestly, there were some pros. I spend a lot less time packing and unpacking. We built a great community here in Vancouver, loved the city, had a great time. Like there was lots of good things and I had the time sort of (laughs) for my business. And the con is I miss it. And we're going to change that next year because it's definitely something that I feel some regret. So I'm going to re-strategize and figure out what we can do a little differently to still save and have time for my business while traveling a little bit more. So stay tuned of how I figure all that out, but I know it's possible. And I also know that we made the right decision. You know, it kind of sucked to not travel like we usually do and see everyone else's vacation pictures and to have my heart just so full of wanting to be on adventures. But this is a sacrifice that I was willing to make. So no matter what your goal is, there's always some sacrifices. So I want you to be really conscious of that as you go into the next year, as you set your goals, what sacrifices are you willing to make and which ones are you not willing to make? That's going to inform a lot of what is possible for you and a lot of what you'll achieve. If your goal is worth it, you're willing to sacrifice. That's kind of the bottom line. All right. Now, there was a couple of other things in my personal that really did help my goal of growing my business. One of them was failing a hundred times. Like I said, so good. Another one was working out consistently. I always find that when I work out, I just feel better about myself. I'm more confident. I'm stronger. I have more energy, all these good things. So that part of me being a really personal thing actually really helped my business. I talk about cycle syncing too. So if you're interested in learning more about this, listen to the last episode, but that really helped me understand different times of the month, how my hormones changed and how I could structure my business to better support that. I don't have it all figured out, guys. I'm still like just learning this, but I did make some tweaks that really did help my business. The last thing I did was a lot of personal growth, conferences, therapists, coaches, all the things. And really, I found that that so helped my mindset. That's the big thing, habits, and then helped me able to better serve my clients too. All of these things, failing, being consistent with my exercising, understanding my own, how my body felt and how I could adapt to that and growing myself, this totally impacted my ability to show up and serve my clients. It allowed me to keep working on my goal and have the energy and really just be the best me. All right, let's talk about what didn't work. Well, one of the big things is that I didn't hit my goal. That didn't happen. I gotta say this though, there's really two lessons within this. One of them, and you know I've said this before and I'll say it a million times again, I really believe that goals are not about what you achieve, but they're about who you become in the process. And there's a lot to be said for consistently showing up and persisting 
even when you're not getting the rewards or the achievement. And I think that that really speaks to the value of a goal that's really meaningful is when you still show up, even though you don't have the reward. And that means that you there's something about the process that you fall in love with. And for me, I ha- can't even express this enough how much I have really spent time this year focusing on what is fun for me and what is exciting. And there are days, full disclosure, where I do not do that. And I get caught up in my to-dos and the must-dos. And frankly, there's a lot of things in a business that I still have to do as a solopreneur, you know, bookkeeping. Hello. But the more and more that I focus on and ask myself, what can I get excited about today? And what feels fun for me? That is so magic. And that's the stuff that keeps me going. That's what keeps me doing this, even though I haven't hit my goal yet. And that's what allows me to, and I know will keep me going is the fact that I just love the process of getting there. I really believe that you can't just wait until you hit a goal to celebrate, or you can't just assume that you're going to feel better when you, you know, hit a certain goal weight, or you have a certain amount of money in the bank, or you have a certain title. That's, that's not how it works. That's not how us humans are built. You have to love the process along the way, whether you hit your goal or not, you have to be evolving. You have to have purpose in what you're doing. Otherwise, you need to have the willpower of like a Gary Vaynerchuk. And I mean, there's only one of him. So, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, then he's a magical unicorn who can work like 20 hours a day, apparently forever and ever and ever. But most of us can't. And that's why I have to say that if you didn't hit your goal, and by the way, go back and listen to the last episode all about if you didn't hit your goal, now what? For more on this. But I certainly got to say there's always lessons in there. And one for me for sure has been to even more for next year to focus on the things that are fun for me and to keep enjoying it. Because if I'm not enjoying it, I am going to give up. But if I'm loving it, there's no reason for me to ever give up on this goal. And that is my intention to keep having fun, to keep loving what I'm doing. Because otherwise, what, what the heck is the point? Something else that didn't work this year was trying to build a business without childcare, without consistent childcare. And I know I talked about this in the last episode around personal, and I literally could probably talk about this all day, but really it was very hard. And I didn't understand that there were some gifts in this for sure. Spending time with Sonoma, learning to focus, huge, huge, huge gifts. But I certainly didn't understand how hard it was going to be to try and work like all the time. I literally was either parenting or I was trying to run a business in the little scraps of time that I had, or I was flat out exhausted. I also told myself a lot, and maybe you can relate to this, but I told myself that I was too busy to get childcare. It was going to take time to figure it out. And I needed to go through the lists and make spreadsheets and make the phone calls. And I kept telling myself that I didn't have time to do that. But the reality was that I was too busy because I didn't have childcare. What I learned is this, that sometimes we have to make things a little harder. Maybe we have to even make them suck. We have to work harder before it gets better. I think this also relates, for example, to outsourcing. You know, it's easier to just do things ourselves sometimes. And and this is in our business. And heck, it's even with our kids, it's easier for us to just tie their shoes and to teach them how to do it. Or it's easier for us to clean up and actually do it right rather than let our husbands do it. And then we try and fix the whatever they, they tried to clean first. But the thing is that we sometimes make that harder on ourselves in the long term. I really believe a lot of times people ask me about, you know, short-term versus long-term goals and do you need both? And I think that having a long-term vision is really, really powerful. And if long-term goals support that, that's awesome because that helps you understand and helps you make decisions for the long-term. So often the things that are delightful in the short-term are not always best for us in our long term and are not consistent with who we want to be in the future and how, what our vision is for our life. And so sometimes we do have to make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. I mean, you've all heard it, short-term pain for long-term gain, right? I realized that 
yes, I was quote, too busy to find time to find childcare, but I was also too busy because I didn't have childcare. It's the same thing with outsourcing. I was too busy to do the research and do the hiring and train somebody. It was easier to just do it myself. But the fact is that I was the bottleneck. And so we cannot grow. We cannot expand past our current vision for our life or past what our current reality is if we do not change our thinking. And if we don't, sometimes in the short term, work a little harder, have things suck, maybe take a little more time when I know it's hard. I know it. I know I use this excuse for a long time, but it's really important that you know what your long-term vision is and that you sometimes dive in and do the harder things so that you get the childcare. Once I put my mind to it, once I said, okay, I'm spending the next week, I'm pulling everything off my calendar. I'm just going to find childcare. I had it sorted out that week and Sonoma started in part-time care within the month. So I wish I had just done that a little bit sooner. Something else that didn't work, well, I started the year with the intention of creating a course around goal setting, and I did not finish that. I even invested. I took Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy, which, by the way, is an amazing course, and I still use it in so many ways today. Love Amy Porterfield. So fantastic. I took the course. I got it started. I even had a great partnership with one of my design friends, and you know what? I ended up pivoting and deciding to do Golden Girls Community instead, so I want to share that because I think that it's so easy to get attached to a certain goal or an outcome. And I also think it's okay. And sometimes we have to persist through the hard times. And also sometimes it's okay to pivot and change and for things to look different. So I wanted to share that because yes, what my year looked like is different. And I didn't tick that particular box. I did something different and and that's okay. And I still learned a lot. And I'm sure in the coming year, like none of that work is going to go to waste. I'll either make it happen in 2020 or in 2021. We'll see how things shake down. But I did not finish my goal and that was very conscious and that's okay too. So I just hope that gives you permission in the future to reevaluate and figure out what works for you. Something else that I still struggled with this year is getting distracted. I am totally multi-passionate and I get excited easily. And I was just talking to my husband about this last night. I started creating our Golden Girls planner and journal and didn't end up finishing it. There were some affiliate that were a little distracting for me this year. You know, some were really successful and some were great, but some were not. And I just still, even though I was more focused than ever, there was still a little bit of a pull for me in different directions. And I'll talk about, I think a lot of that's related to some people pleasing and also just the fact that I get excited. So my lesson from this is that it's okay to play around a little bit and try different things, but I think I'm going to be more intentional about it in the future. No, I I will be more intentional. I'm going to give myself a window and say, okay, if this is something I want to try, then I'm going to dedicate, you know, this one day this month or, uh, you know, this one hour, this one afternoon, whatever that looks like to play around with this, but no more than that. And I think just reevaluate even after a month or two and say, okay, is this the right distraction? Does this still make sense? Or should I hit pause on this? That's something definitely, I know, I know I'm not the only one that struggles with this. So that's, I guess, where I'm, where I'm going to be supporting myself is refocusing and really evaluating and saying, okay, which ones actually worked and which ones didn't and giving myself a permission to play, but only within a certain box of like, okay, this is the amount of time. Otherwise, the rest of the time I'm going to stay committed to what I said is most important. Because when I say yes to all these distractions, when I say yes to these things, there's always a no. There was a no to my course. There was a no to more podcast episodes. There was a no to a few other things that probably inevitably were more important, but I got distracted. That's just the truth. So I hope that that reminds you to manage your distractions. Okay, I know this next one is going to resonate for some of you guys too. One of the things that didn't work was my thinking that more time was going to fix my problem. I thought that as soon as I got childcare, 
everything was going to get better, that I would magically have all this time and I would be, you know, doing my consistent exercising and going to on spa days and doing multiple podcasts and my business would suddenly explode. Now, I talk about this in episode seven and eight on time management. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to those because they are really good if I say so myself. Getting childcare and having more time actually meant that I had more time and more opportunity for distractions. I really thought that it was going to help me move the needle and it didn't. In fact, not having childcare made me focus on figuring out exactly what was actually going to move the needle because I only had so much time. I know the same thing is true for you. We all think, uh, you know, and so many times I ask people like, what can I do to help you? What do you need? And they're like, oh, just give me more time in a day. And I know this, and I can say this with full enthusiasm, more time will not solve your problem. You need to first go back and listen to episode seven to ask yourself the questions around your capacity, your goal, what you're willing to do. Answer those questions honestly for yourself. And then look at the mindset pieces. You know, for me, it was people pleasing. It was the busyness. It was all these things that didn't matter whether I had 40 hours a day and I didn't need to sleep. I would still jam pack my time. So I want to just remind you of this too. More time will not solve your problem. You've got to first ask yourself some questions before you try and time manage anything. And you also have to evaluate and look at what mindsets are serving you and which ones are not, what you need to change so that you can actually prioritize what is most important to you. The last thing that I didn't do as well as I think I could have, outsourcing. I I mean, I said it was a good thing. I'm so glad I did it, but I definitely could have done more. I still try and do a lot of things and it detracts from the things that only I can do, which is create amazing content, which is coach my clients, which is record the podcasts. It's something that was really new to me this year. And I definitely, it was a bit of a learning curve figuring out that in a lot of ways, I'm the bottleneck in my business now, which is kind of a cool thing. But I I know I can still get better at this because there's more things I want to outsource. If you are someone who's looking to outsource in your business, okay, I'm going to drop some links below in the show notes. Acadia is the internship program that I used and it was really awesome. I highly recommend it. There are also two virtual assistants that I can wholeheartedly recommend to you if you have an online business or I think they do off, some offline stuff too, actually. First one is Ashley K Virtual Assistant Services, AKVA. She is one of my dear, dear friends and works with some of the top industry leaders. I can't say enough good things about this woman. She really is helping run multi, multi-million dollar businesses that are all really successful. So she's a great person to have on your team. The other one is Ashley Harrison, and she is somebody that worked with me in my business this year, and I just love her. She is adaptable. She will make stuff happen. I miss her every day. I got to have her back in and helping me with the, with the team, but she truly is such a gift. So I'm going to drop the links for both of them below too. I am so confident that if you want to outsource, if you want to get back into your zone of genius, the things that only you can do, get some more help. That's definitely something that I will be doing more of in 2020. All right, here are some things that I am still working on. And these are a little bit mindset related. The first one is getting over people pleasing and the guilt. I gotta tell you, man, having a business is, and when, especially when it's something so personal, I really struggle with it. I struggle with being too salesy. I also don't wanna offend people with what I share. And that sucks because I have some good stuff that I'm hiding from you guys, like some really good content that I know can help people, but I'm worried about, you know, offending a few people or making some people upset. And it's something I really have to get over. I think I've come a long way in this, but there's still room to go. And it is my job, and I recognize this, it is my job to provoke you and to make you think about things differently than you do before. Otherwise, what the heck am I doing here? So this is something that I I am working with my coach on. I'm going to continue to do this, to keep diving and figuring out what this is about and overcoming this and just keep getting better. 
as I'm even speaking this out loud, I'm like, maybe I need to set a goal to piss a certain number of people off next year. That might be what I do. Because truthfully, I think I'm still playing it too safe. I think my desire to be liked and to be the good girl and the nice girl is getting in the way of my ability to actually serve people and show up for people and really, really help people break out of the thinking that has gotten them stuck. All right, now I've said that out loud, I probably have to make that as a goal. The other thing that I'm still working on is figuring out exactly what the right activities in my business are. This is definitely a work in progress. I got better at it, ironically, when I had no time and I just had to do only the essentials. Episode 10, if this is something that you're looking at too in your business, if you've got a business, episode 10 with business coach Lindsay Johnson is really great because she helps us figure out exactly what the revenue generating activities are. You better believe after my next launch here, I'm going to take a look and really understand what are the things in my business that actually helped and what are the things that didn't. I've definitely gotten better, but I know there's still room to grow on this for sure. If I had to share my biggest lessons related to my goal for this year, the first one is that everything is a chance to learn and have it be my coach. Obviously, I believe in coaching, you guys. I'm a coach. I hire coaches. I love coaching, but Every challenge, every experience you're going through is actually an opportunity for that to be your coach too. So I talked about this on the episode with family, how, you know, when you're feeling triggered by family or really anybody, that can be your coach. When you're struggling with a goal, when you're being challenged, when you've hit the obstacle for the 10th time, you can ask yourself, what am I learning? What is this teaching me? If this struggle was my coach, what is it here to teach me? What is it here to show me? How am I meant to show up in this moment? That has been a really interesting thing because so often I think we make the moment wrong or whatever, however we fail or however we things don't go as we expect them, we, we make it wrong and we make ourselves wrong and we make it harder and we push against it. But really, there's a chance to lean into it. And it's something that I've learned this year and I'm still learning for sure. But when I struggle, I think, what am I meant to learn here? What am I learning? What is this teaching me? If this choice, if, you know, if not having enough money was my coach, if not having enough time was my coach, if this failure was my coach, what is it here to show me? And with that, you can reframe any kind of setback, any kind of quote failure or disappointment to be your coach. And, you know, bonus, it's free. Another lesson, and I'm not going to drill this too hard because I know I say this a lot, but focus really works. And for me in this season of my life, of my business, of my goals, it is essential. I remember the days when I could have multiple goals. That's not where I am right now. So for me, having one goal, and I know for many of you guys listening, you're already overwhelmed. You're already trying to do all the things. The answer is actually to do less. So I highly recommend when you look at 2021 or whenever you're listening to this, you look at the next three months, six months, six years, focus on one thing that's really going to make a difference and make progress on that. There's one more thing I want to squeeze in here, and I actually forgot to say, this is personal, but I forgot to say it on the last episode, and I actually think it ties really beautifully to goals. This is a personal one, but here we go. This year, I decided partway through the year to stop weighing myself. And this was really big because for so long, I have pretty much weighed myself almost every day. And I kept telling myself it was to keep things on track. And yet the truth is that's not what it was. What happened is that the scale really became a conduit for some self-hate and self-doubt and self-deprecation that was covered up by my logical and logical mind telling me that I needed to have a marker. I needed to have a measurable goal. I needed to keep track. Otherwise, I was going to fall off the rails. And the truth is that giving up the scale has made me feel so much better. Pretty much every morning, I would step on the scale and it would either set my day off to be 
be positive if the number was lighter or to be negative if the number was heavier than I wanted it to be. And that just is the wrong way to set up anything. Anything you want to feel good has got to come from the inside. That cannot come from an external factor. So here's what I learned and here's a, you know still a journey on this and I want to share this with you because any goal, by the way, this is one of the reasons I believe that you don't always need a measurable goal. If any goal, if any measurement, any marker is making you unhappy and is actually leaning you into your self-criticism and making you come up with things and say things that are hateful to yourself or doubting yourself, the first step is to pause and stop that, okay? That is the first step. I also want to acknowledge and say that that is not your last step. There is still growth for you. Remember, what is this trying to teach me? What is this? If, if you were to use that as the coach, which is what I did, I recognize that the next level for me is twofold. And the first step is to create more self-love for who I already am and have that be about me and that feeling that only I can create. Like a scale cannot give me that feeling. An outfit cannot give me that. A number in a bank account cannot give me that or take that away from me. That's got to be love for who I already am. The second piece here, my, my learning, my growth to where I'm going here is to detach from the number on the scale and to love no matter what that says. And that is the next evolution of growth for me. So here's the twofold lesson for you. The first one is that if your goal is a conduit for self-criticism or self-doubt, you need to stop. You do not need measurements. What matters is how you feel. And in fact, I want us to not put our self-worth and our self-love and not attach that to that measurement or a title or whatever that goal is. And instead, we actually need to build that love inside of us, build the confidence, heal the hurt that's happening because that's really what's happening. There's hurt, there's trauma, there's pain inside and self-deprecation. We need to heal that in order for us to actually move forward. And my goal, hopefully for next year, is to be able to step on a scale and to love myself no matter what that number says. That is the next evolution. And the same thing for you, that you can love yourself and know that you are worthy regardless of how much money is in your bank account, what title you hold, how many books you sold, or any other outside external factor. What matters is how you feel on the inside. All right, here's a little bit about what's ahead for me in 2020. Well, I'm definitely gonna continue to fail because that was so fun and I absolutely loved it. I'm gonna keep leaning into feeling how I wanna feel. I love speaking, so I'm gonna keep doing that. I wanna feel inspired and excited and empowered. And I think those things, if I can ask myself every single day, what can I do today to feel inspired or to feel excited or feel empowered and do that, that's going to continue to make 2020 an incredible year. I'm going to keep focusing one goal, not going to make it too fancy. And I know I kind of, by the way, I've said the word goal a couple of times, like, oh, I'd love to be able to step on the scale without it being a negative thing. And I, you know, the goal to fail more, but it's all going to be within the conduit of, of one goal. And one thing that I'm really focusing on growing, I'm going to continue to be consistent. Consistency matters and just keep growing what I've already created instead of always trying to do more or trying to do different. I'm going to focus on this podcast and on the community, Golden Girls community, because that is what I, where I believe that I've really created some magic and it's just a matter of me actually putting more love and attention into it and showing up for you guys that is going to help, not just throwing spaghetti at the well and hoping that something, anything, please, please, please will stick. <laughs> I know that that's not the strategy for me. Personally, I'm definitely building in more downtime. If you are somebody who tends to overwork or especially think for entrepreneurs, put some holidays in your calendar, my friends. We already just planned our first holiday in January. I'm so excited. I've got some time off planned in March and I'm gonna sit down with my husband over the next few days and map out when we're actually gonna take downtime because I suck at that. Frankly, I just suck. 
So with my business goal specifically, I'm going to do more hiring and outsourcing. I'm going to keep building on the success of this year. So the podcast and the community, I may or may not, I'm not sure yet. I may launch one new product, but we'll see. I'm going to keep my eyes open and conversations and ears open with you guys to hear what you need and how I can help you. So if you have ideas on what you'd love, a retreat or a planner or um, live events or whatever you want, DM me and let me know your thoughts. And maybe who knows what will come, but no commitments now. I'm going to leave things really open. Here's one more thing I want to share with you. And it is this realization that what got me here won't get me there. I talked about this in the personal episode and I talked about this with respect to me showing up at the gym and how after, you know, 10 years ago, I was in a car accident and how the courage it took to get back into shape then and the skills that it took and the mindset for that is so different than now. But I want to share this a little bit with real estate. So for those of you guys that, that don't know, my husband and I started, I guess it was about seven years ago with or eight years ago with one real estate investment property. And we've now been able to scale to nine units. It's pretty cool. What I've learned though this year is that to get above this, we really do have to think differently and change our entire mindset around that. And I'm not just saying that like in a philosophical way, but we literally now we're looking at multifamily properties and we have to start looking at them as in we're buying a business. And that's a completely different shift from what we did when we were buying single family properties and when we only had one or two properties at a time. So this has required lots of things, you know, learning about commercial financing and commercial inspections. And there's, trust me, there's a ton of learning there that I won't bore you on, but also changing our mindset around debt. To this point in our lives, we've been pretty aggressive about paying off debt. And that's paid off in a lot of ways. It's been able to give us a lot of financial security and scale to nine rental units and have a really small mortgage, even though we live in one of the most expensive cities in the world. But I know that if we continue with this like debt equals bad mindset for us right now, and I want to be really clear here, this is for us where we are with our goals and our vision for our future and with the current foundation that we've built, if we keep thinking that debt equals bad, it's going to limit how much we can grow because we it'll take us forever to ever get more properties. This is a very personal choice, something that we are learning to be comfortable with and borrowing money to make more money. It is a total reframe in our thinking. It's a different strategy. It's a different way of showing up. It's a different way of looking at investments and who we're talking to and how we're, how we're evaluating what properties we buy. But this is, this is the truth. And, and I think wherever you are, whatever skills and mindset and strengths you've had that have gotten you to this point, amazing. Celebrate those. Those are great and worthy. And I also want you to think about what you might have to look at and do differently to get to the next level for yourself in the next year and beyond. Because what got you to this point will not get you to where you want to go. You fundamentally have to change who you are and how you want to get to. The last thing that's going to happen in 2020, I'm putting this out there into the world, I am going to travel more. So I'm going to be looking for speaking opportunities in cool places and probably doing some more meetups with my Golden Girls this year. So that is a really fun thing that I'm excited about. That way I can incorporate more of something that I love with my goal. And by the way, anytime you can you can do that, you can integrate those things, heck to the yes, do more of that. So there it is for you guys. There is the good, the bad, the messy. <laughs> my goal for this year was to grow my business to a million dollar business. I did grow my business and I did not hit the million dollar mark. And truthfully, I'm probably still a few years away from that. But I'm really proud that I got a start and I got a foundation. No matter what your goal is, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur, an artist, a creative, an athlete, whatever that is, here's a few of the key things that I learned that I know can help you with your goal too. First of all, know how you want to feel and find ways to feel that way every single day along the way to your goal. It will keep you going and keep you having fun whether or not you reach that goal in the time frame you wanted 
or ever. Second, focus. Okay, how many times can I say that in an episode? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm gonna see if I can go for a record here. Focus, focus, focus. Pick one thing that's really most important to you and do a great job of that. Another really important thing, I want you to start before you're ready. You will never be ready for whatever it is. For kids, you're never ready for that. To start a business, to start launch a new product, start before you're ready. Just put it out there and create. Focus on progress over perfection. Persist. I got to tell you, right before I recorded this, I read the words and I got. I'm like going to get goosebumps here. Make it till you make it. There is something so powerful about persisting, you guys. And so often we think, when I have, you know, seven direct reports, then I will show up as the leader I'm supposed to be. Or when I have a hundred people reading my blog, or a hundred thousand people reading my blog, then I'll be consistent about it. Or when I have a certain number of people watching my YouTube or whatever it is that you're doing, then I will. And you cannot think that way. You've got to make it and be it now. And that is how you make it. You make it till you make it. You have to become it, and that is how. Today, being the person you want to be is going to get you to where you want to be later on. So I just thought that was such a great reminder for myself, you know, making this podcast. I wish that I had a million people listening every time. That would be so cool. But you know what? Just one person. That's all that matters. And you matter to me. And I'm here and I'm making it till I make it. And even if I don't, I'm still going to make it. So I hope that that's a great lesson for you too and a reminder that no matter what it is, if it's just one person, you have to keep showing you up. You have to keep being creative and doing and being the type of person that gets what you want. That's the only way that you will ever make it. Last few little recap things here. Mindset. Your mindset matters. What got you here won't get you there. Really, really think about how you can shift your mindset, shift your perspective to get yourself to the next level. Another thing, you know, don't do it alone. I certainly don't. You've heard about me getting help. You've heard about me working with coaches, working with communities. It's honestly, it's just so isolating trying to do it all alone and nobody successful does it. So don't go alone. Find a community, find a way to not be alone in the journey of whatever your goal is. Even I, (laughs) I've invested tens of thousands of dollars in coaches and I am a fully trained coach and I still work with people. So I actually have a special invitation here for you. And if you love this kind of work, this personal growth, and if you love goals, which I'm guessing you do because, hey, you're still listening to this podcast, I would love for you to join one of our Golden Girls programs. So this actually might be the worst pitch ever, but truthfully, I'm not a hard salesperson. So I'm just going to be honest and open and chat with you like you're my friend because truthfully to me, you are. This year, I really wanted to create some programs to help you with starting your 2020 goals fresh. And I've got two programs available. Now, depending on when you are listening to this, registration only opens a couple times a year. So if you're listening in January 2020, amazing. This is the only time that Golden Girls Mastermind will be open for the year. We only do it once a year from January till May, and that is it. Our community, Golden Girls Community, opens twice a year. So let me tell you just a little bit more. They are both for ambitious, smart women like you who want to achieve your goals and you know that you can't do it alone. You can find out about both on my website, lisamichaud.com. And of course, I'm going to link in the show notes. I want to really quickly share a little bit about them. So Golden Girls Community is a monthly program and it is all about crushing your goals even when life gets in the way, which it does, so that you can have the work, life, and you balance you want without having the overwhelm, without having the confusion, or trying to do Hashtag all the things. Golden Girls Mastermind is designed to help you reach your next level of success and frankly, light a fire under your butt so you can get your goals in 2020 without the raging overwhelm or pulling your hair out or crying alone in your office or bathroom or frankly, anywhere. 
These are the two programs, and Golden Girls Mastermind is very intimate and personal growth-minded to help you achieve your goals. So we use goals as a catalyst for your own growth. So if you want to know more about Golden Girls Mastermind, you can check out lisamichaud.com forward slash mastermind or lisamichaud.com forward slash community for the community. I have to say, I'm very excited about both of these programs because I've seen what it does for women. And of course, on the website, you'll see lots of stories. And I'm actually going to have a podcast where I share some of the amazing, inspiring stories from our community members as well. The two programs, they are unique. I would say they're really designed with women like you in mind, but they're unique in terms of their intensity and the level of commitment and the investment. They start at less than $40 a month and then go up from there depending on what you're looking for and how much personalized support, you know, how many hours a month you've got, how many hours a week you've got to commit, whatever that looks like for you. I know that it can be a little confusing because, you know, there's Golden Girls Podcast and Golden Girls Community and Golden Girls Mastermind and I'm the Golden Girl and you're a Golden Girl. So to help you make it easier, I've actually created a quiz. And so I'll link to it in the show notes, but at lisamishow.com forward slash Golden Girls Quiz, you can take it. It takes like two minutes and it'll help you decide and understand which program is a better fit for you. Now, I'm also, I'm a human and I love connecting. I love getting to know you guys. So if you are stuck, if you are like, I don't know, I'm not sure, or if you just want to hop on a chat and and talk. In the show notes, I'll create a link. Uh, there's a link there to book a call with me. And I would love to find out a little bit more about what you're looking for. And I, like I said, I'm not a hard salesperson, so I'm not going to be like pressuring you in. You're not going to have to give me your credit card by the time you get off the phone or anything crazy like that. It's not my style. But I would love to hear about what you want in 2020, what you want to create and how I can help you and what program would be a better fit for you. I would love to help you make the right decision for you. That is super important to me. Like, let me tell you, I don't have a business. I don't get to do this if you aren't happy, if I don't really serve you and show up for you. So that is really important to me that if you genuinely have a question, if you're not sure which one is a better fit for you, I'm a human. Let's hop on a call. Let's chat. So hop into the show notes. And if you want to know more about Golden Girls Mastermind or community or figure out which one's best for you, let's connect. And I would love to talk to you. Okay. So that is my invitation. By the way, if you are listening and it's past January of 2020, you can still visit the links and hop on the wait list so that you are the first one to know when registration opens again. Whether you join or not, I will be here. Guys, I'm going to be here on Golden Girls Podcast showing up for you. And I'm going to be sharing wisdom, more personal stories and insights, and some incredible guests. I'm so excited to share with you guys to help you get your goals in 2020. I want to say the most heartfelt and real thank you to you for listening, for being such a special part of my year. I got to tell you, like you are simply the best. Whenever I see you guys tagging me on social or sending me messages about a conversation you had in the car because of you were listening to a podcast with a friend or family, it lights up my whole day. So thank you. Keep showing up. Keep listening. Keep showing up for your dreams and your goals. And I really, really appreciate it. I hope to see so much more of you in 2020, whether it is in our mastermind, our community, or right here on Golden Girls Podcast. Make 2020 your best year ever. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls Podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls Podcast.